0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode six of Resort Mama. I am so busy right now between the baby, the move, family, life, friends, podcasting, blogging, all the things. And even though I have my systems in place and my routine set up, I have learned to enjoy life through the busy. I have felt the stress and overwhelm creep in lately. It's easy to do. It's important to be aware that when you start to feel the stress and overwhelm creep in and take hold, be intentional to lay it down and take steps to change your perspective and be able to find life again through the busy. So today we're gonna go through four steps to get rid of that stress and overwhelm during that busy season and get joy back through your day. Are you sick of always feeling rushed? Does it feel like you're constantly forgetting things? Are you frequently frustrated and snapping at your kids, spouse, or all of the above? Are you ready for peace and joy to flow through you in your home? In this podcast, you will find solutions to bring peace and joy back to what may feel like chaos. It is my mission to help you be restored to who God intended you to be, so you can wake up refreshed and excited for each new day. When God speaks of restoration, it is always in abundance, and when restored, it is better than how it started. God promised us a better life and a better future for us and our families. If you are ready to say yes to the life God created you for and for peace to flow through your home, mind, and spirit, then you have come to the right place. I'm Jen, a wife, mom, and Jesus lover. I spent six years as a single mom, then married, became a stepmom, and we blended our families. Diving in headfirst from a chaotic single mom life to a chaotic mom and wife life. I struggled to keep my sanity. I looked to everything and everyone else to avoid the drowning feelings of failure and uncertainty. I finally realized there was a better way. Life was meant to be truly lived. God had a purpose for me and our family, and the way we were living was not it. God showed me what structure, organization, and a healthy mindset can do to bring joy back into my home and marriage. Through that, God showed me what biblical restoration in my life can look like. I am here to share that with you. Wherever you are starting from, If you are ready to find peace, joy, and your sanity once again, or for the first time ever, along with getting back to the root of who God created you to be, this podcast is for you. Find a new joy-infused marriage and laughter and fun to replace the stress and frustration with your kiddos as you join me for real talk through the pain, struggle, and joy and freedom on the other side. So warm up that cold coffee, find a kid-free chair, and pop in those earbuds. It's time to dive in. Don't forget to send your email to restoredmamapodcast.gmail.com to be entered in to win one of the five free coaching sessions that I am giving away to celebrate our new five acres. So you have two weeks to get your submission in. I'm going to draw the five names on October 26th. So send that email in. Make sure you don't miss this opportunity. All right, it is super early in the morning. I might still have my little morning scratchy voice. I've got my coffee. Kids are still sleeping and I've got to get this episode recorded before we start the day because we move in just two days. Oh my goodness, it's coming up so fast. Our house is pretty much packed. I am sitting right now in my half-packed-up closet recording, and we just have a few more rooms that have those last-minute odds and ends and a few other little things we haven't gotten to. So we are almost there. I am so thankful for all the people that have helped us. Otherwise, I'd don't think we would have gotten to this point. I have several friends that have come and helped pack. One friend basically packed up my daughter George's room and then my mom packed up my other stepdaughter's room because she's not here right now. And then another friend came and packed up my boy's room and then my mom basically packed up the entire kitchen and all the stuff on the walls and it is because of all the people that have volunteered to help out that we have actually gotten this done. And then all the meals that friends have been bringing by. So I haven't had to worry about cooking dinner during this newborn stage and packing the house and everything. So I'm so thankful for everybody in my life that has offered to help. And then me and my husband both have friends and family that have offered to help move us this Saturday. So it is going to be amazing. We're going to get it done. It's gonna be great. And if it weren't for all those people, it probably wouldn't be happening. So even though we've had so many people come and help, I still have had a lot of extra things that I've had to do on top of having a newborn baby. And it's not easy. And I have felt that stress and overwhelm emotion creeping in lately. There's been moments I've snapped at my kids and I snapped at my husband a few times. And it's because of that stress and overwhelm that I have allowed to creep in. And so that's why I am bringing this to you today. I'm not perfect. And the things that I talk about, I'm talking to myself too. I have been there, done that with a lot of these things that I'm bringing to you, but there's still moments that it creeps into my own life and I have to remind myself. So I'm bringing you four simple tips to get rid of that stress and overwhelm during your busy season. And these are things that I've had to remind myself through these past few weeks as well. And those days that I give myself that reminder and I do these, the end of that day is just so much different compared to the days I don't. I'm a more enjoyable person to be around. My perspective on things is completely different. I just want to encourage you, don't get frustrated if you are feeling that stressed and overwhelmed. Don't feel like you're doing something wrong and don't be upset at yourself. So just take these four steps and apply them to your day and you will see a huge transformation by the end of the day. So step number one, take time for you. You may be super busy and you don't feel like you have enough time in the day to even get done what you have to get done, let alone take a little extra time for you. But I want to encourage you. It is so important to take that time for you, even if it's just 10 minutes while the kids are playing nice on their own or if they're young enough and they're taking their naps or if they're older and they're occupied, take just 10 minutes. More if you have it. Wonderful. But at least that 10 minutes to do something for you. Make a delicious coffee and sip on it. I like to have an afternoon latte. I'll make some espresso and and steam some milk and put some good flavor in there and then just sit and enjoy it for a moment before I get back to the busy. Read a couple chapters from a book. Spend some extra time with Jesus. That'll definitely change your perspective. Or go outside. Get some fresh air if it's cold, bundle up and just sit outside for a few minutes. If it's warm, get tanked on and some shorts and just go sit outside in the sunshine. Maybe take a little bit of time to work on a project that you've been wanting to do, just a few minutes a day. And before you know it, that project will be done. Or you can take a little time to learn something new that you've been hoping to learn. Just a few minutes a day to do something that you have that desire to do or something that is going to help you change your perspective is going to make a world of difference. So these past couple weeks, my 10 minutes, or it's actually more than 10 minutes because I do it while I'm sitting there nursing. I have a books app on my iPhone and there's a bunch of free books on there. So I just sit and read. So while I'm sitting there reading, I'm nursing my son. The other kids are doing their thing and I get to just check out for a few minutes. But I'm not scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or doing something completely mind numbing and mindless. I'm doing something that is enjoyable and still keeps my mind active. And then the afternoon when both the young boys are sleeping and my older kids are occupied, I make my latte and I sit and enjoy it in some peace and quiet. That moment is what I look forward to in the day. I just love sitting there drinking a delicious coffee in peace and quiet with nothing else happening. No TV, no phone, nothing, just delicious and peaceful. And I think about that moment, even when I wake up in the morning, it's amazing. So number two, don't overcrowd your schedule. This is huge. So if you go back to episode two, I actually talk about tips to start your day off right. And one of the things I discuss is going over your schedule for the day. So it's really important when you're going over your schedule in the morning to think about what you have going on in that day and only put three or four maximum important things on your to-do list for that day that you have time to get it all done. If you put more than that, you're probably not going to get it all done. You may not get anything done because you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed about everything that has to get done that day, or you may not get it all completed and you have to move it on over to the next day. And oftentimes that leaves frustration and extra stress because you didn't get it finished the day before when it needed to be done. So pick those three or four maximum important things and then find time in your day to do it and leave gaps in your schedule. If you have those gaps, you don't have to rush from one thing to another and that alone helps to cut down on stress and that overwhelming feeling. So another thing with the gaps, you can't necessarily do the state of, but as you're planning things for the future, look at your day. Don't plan appointments one right after the other. Leave a little bit of a gap so you have some time between to get from one thing to another. Or if the kids are having a difficult time, you're not stressed and adding even more difficulty to yourself and the kids because you have to rush out the door or rush from one thing to another. Leaving that gap gives leeway for those unexpected things to happen. And when those unexpected things happen, because we all know they do, you're not going to be frustrated. Well, you might be a little frustrated, but you're not going to be frustrated because this is happening and now you can't get to something else. So leave those gaps and then give yourself time to rest between events. So if you have doctor's appointment and you have to do grocery shopping and you have to do this and you have to do that. And you've got like 10 different things on that day. How do you have time to rest? Put those three or four things and leave gaps and rest between. I don't mean go take a nap as much as we all would love naps. (laughs) I mean, have a little quiet time or take the kids to a park so that they have something fun between errands or doctor's appointments or whatever other things have to be done. And then You do you, but I highly encourage you to limit the extra activities in your kids' lives. I don't recommend having five different activities for each child. That alone is going to add a bunch of stress on you, but it's also adding stress on your kids and it's teaching them to rely on the busyness of life instead of learning to be still sometimes. Have you thought about why we don't know how to be still and we're just busy and constantly going and now you're teaching your kids to just be busy all the time and not be still and just sit. If your kids only have one or two, maybe three, I think three is even a bit much, but if they only have a couple activities throughout each season, then you're not going to be spending all of your free time carting them from one event to the other. And they'll be able to learn to be still, occupy themselves, and keep themselves busy and entertained rather than constantly going and learning that busy is just the way of life. Give me just a moment to be on my soapbox, but I see all these kids that have to be constantly entertained by other things, whether it's technology, or events extracurricular activities and they don't know how to be quiet they don't know how to be still they don't know how to just sit it's like they don't know how to listen to their own thoughts even and i see this in my own kids too because my kids oftentimes are the same they need to learn to be able to just sit and rest if all they know is busy 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 That's how they're going to be when they're older. And look at how it is for you when you're busy, busy, busy. Do you want them to feel that way? Do you want them to feel that stress and overwhelm constantly? Or do you want them to grow up knowing how to just sit and rest, not constantly be busy and having something going on all the time? I know I don't want my kids to be busy all the time. I want them to to be able to just enjoy life like I've had to learn in my grown-up years I don't want them to have to wait until they're in their 30s to be able to learn to be still. I want them to be able to do that now and grow up learning how to enjoy life and not be busy and go with the hustle bustle like everybody else. Okay, so number three, move your body this can be incorporated with tip one if you want the take time for you you can just do them both at the same time but it doesn't have to be a huge planned out event like a go to the gym and spend hours and then get all sweaty and have to shower sure if you have time for that or if you enjoy that and you can make time for that wonderful i love that i miss going to the gym and working out and lifting weights and running and i'll be able to get back into that sometime but right now i just don't have the time for that and so my movement is something smaller throughout the day. I take a few minutes here and there to just move. So just take a break throughout the day and do some stretches or turn on a fun kids dance video and dance with your kids. You can turn on worship music and have a dance party and praise Jesus in the kitchen. We do that some, and now my little, not even two year old, like he'll, I think I mentioned this in one of the ep- other episodes, actually, he'll point to Alexa because we have her in the kitchen. And that's who we use to play music. So I'll say, Alexa, play popular worship music and she'll turn on our worship music and then we'll just sit and worship and dance in the kitchen and praise Jesus and it's awesome and my little toddler he'll now do that and he'll raise his hands and walk through the kitchen and he's learning how to praise Jesus while we're moving our body throughout the day to get our blood flowing. So It's fun and I'm teaching them to take time out for Jesus throughout the day. You could also just go run outside with your kids. Play chase or tag or take your kids for a walk. Ride your bikes. Go to the park if you have extra time. You can go to the park and move a bit while they're playing. Sometimes I'll just walk laps around the play equipment and I'm not doing anything hardcore but my body is moving and my blood is flowing. That just changes your perspective. It's wonderful what movement does for your body. If it's too hot or too cold outside, then you can just do simple movements inside to get your blood flowing. Moving your body may not change your circumstances that are causing the stress and overwhelm, but it does get your endorphins flowing and it changes your mindset on the situation. I challenge you when you are extremely stressed and overwhelmed and it's just taking over, take a moment and go move and see what it does for your mindset. So my almost 10 year old Georgia. She gets really lethargic and moody when she doesn't move her body. Also when she doesn't eat. So she has type one diabetes. So food and movement is like a huge part of our life just because of her blood sugars and her health. So she could be sitting on the couch and she'll be all grumpy and lethargic and I'll ask her what's wrong. I don't know. So I'll tell her, go jump on your trampoline or go outside and play with the dog. And as soon as she comes back in, even if it's just five minutes, her attitude is completely shifted. She's smiling, laughing most days, some days it's just her. She is at that age. Hormones are happening since she has type one diabetes uh, before everything else. I'll ask her, what's your number? She gets really moody and grumpy and irritable when her blood sugar goes high. So we'll check her numbers and give her correction of insulin if she needs it. And then I'll send her out to move if it's too hot or too cold outside or she really doesn't want to go outside. uh, I'll say run around the house, do laps up and down the stairs, jumping jacks, something like that, just to get her body moving. And it is amazing what moving your body can do for your mood and mindset. And I see this through her. It helps her blood sugar drop to her more normal ranges, her mood changes. Even if it's not her blood sugar number, it's amazing what it does for her mood and her attitude. And all of a sudden, whatever was bothering her or was a big issue, it doesn't seem to be so bad all of a sudden. And it's gonna be the same for you. I guarantee it. Your perspective on whatever this big issue or overwhelming stressful situation is, all of a sudden it's going to diminish a little bit. It's not going away. Your situation isn't changing, but your perspective is going to change. And also learning so much about blood sugar, having a child with type 1 diabetes, It shows you what movement can do for your health just a few minutes of getting your blood flowing and moving it's going to bring her blood sugar down so even if you don't have diabetes getting your blood moving helps to pump out toxins and sugars and things that are in your bloodstream and out of your body it's healthy for all of us physically and mentally so That is like my number one thing. I should have put that number one on these tips. So that's my number one thing. Just get up and move your body. If you don't do anything else, just move your body. Number four, the last tip for the day. This is huge. I'm going to try not to get us on a soapbox with this one, but turn your phone off. And if you need to remove certain applications that might be addicting, like social media. So social media is actually an addiction. There's been lots of studies and research done on it, and it's crazy. (laughs) There's actually a video um, or a documentary on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there. It's been a long time since I saw it, but there was a documentary on Netflix about social media and how they created it and how it becomes an addiction. can't tell you the name of it. I don't remember, but it was pretty crazy to watch. So if you sit down and you tell yourself you're going to just scroll for two minutes because I just need to sit down and do something mind-numbing. But before you know it, it's like a half hour, hour has passed and you're still mindlessly scrolling. And what did you accomplish? What did you get out of that? Are the things you're seeing that much more important than what's happening in front of you? What are you missing out on with your kids? What is going on around you? Can you tell me what your kids said? 10 minutes into your scrolling or did you just uh uh-huh uh-huh so just think about it are you maybe addicted a little bit to social media I want to challenge you to think through that and maybe it's not an addiction but maybe you do waste a lot of time and you're sitting there stressed and overwhelmed about things and you think you just need to do something mind-numbing well it's not accomplishing anything So if you need to just remove those apps from your phone, go for it. You can always access whatever you need from the internet on your phone or go to a computer. If the app is too accessible, it makes it too easy to just click and scroll to pass time. But when you use that to pass time, what are you missing out on? around you? What are you missing out on with your kids? What are you missing out on with the time when you feel like you don't have enough time in the day and then you sit and waste time on social media? If you need to do something to just shut your brain off for a moment, there's other things. Or if you really do want to sit and scroll, put a time limit on yourself set an alarm. You can actually set time restrictions on your own phone. So it'll alert you and it will not allow you to get into that app or to do that thing on your phone when you hit that time limit, almost like you would do for your kids. So you can do that for yourself if you need to. And I have so many other tips (laughs) to help avoid sitting there and just wasting time scrolling. But I think that would be like a whole nother episode but i just want to encourage you to think through what you're doing on your phone especially with social media it is such a waste of time that is my my own feelings on it but i do want to encourage you to think through that and maybe pay a little more attention to how much time you're spending not only on social media too though how much time are you spending on your phone what example are you setting for your kids we get upset when our kids spend so much time on technology but How much time are you spending on it? Are there things that you can cut out? Maybe you do your job from your phone, but can you maybe do time frames so you're not on it constantly? You wanna set a good example for your kids, but also you don't wanna waste your own time. So just think through that and start setting some limits for yourself on your own phones. And then when you're spending time with your kids, just turn your phone off. Set it on the other side of the room. Set it in a different room or go put it on the charger in your bedroom or something. Just have your phone off and away so you're not distracted when you're with your kids. I'm talking to myself about these four tips too. In busy seasons like I am in now, I have to remind myself to pause and take a breath. Stressing out about everything that has to get done is easy to do, but it causes everyone else around you to feed off of your stress. You as the mom and the wife, you set the atmosphere in your home. It's a big responsibility that's not to be taken lightly. If you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, the rest of your family feels it too. Learn to rest and just find the little things in the busy season to enjoy so you can release the stress and overwhelm and just give it up to God. Being stressed doesn't make things get done faster. It just adds more struggle in the midst of it all. You're not gonna get it done faster. You're probably going to even get less done. So let that stress and overwhelm be released And just take life as it comes and enjoy the season you're in. So that's it for today. I would love for you to join me next week for some real life conversations. I'm actually going to have my husband on here with me. I'm excited. So we're going to just have a conversation about some things that we've gone through and where God's brought us. And we are going to give a tribute to the month of October. So October is actually Pregnancy Loss Awareness Month. So we're going to talk a bit about our miscarriages and how it affected us and how it affected us individually as mom and dad, but also how it affected us together and our marriage and our relationship. So it is going to be a really good talk and depending on how long it goes, I might end up having to separate it into a couple different episodes. We'll see where our conversation goes, but I'm excited to share that with you. So join me next week. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. I will be moving, finishing packing, and moving this weekend. So I'll let you all know how that goes. Don't forget to send me the email to get submitted in for that drawing for the free coaching session. All right. I will hang out with you next week. Bye, Mama.